Amen on that one. It's good to be here this afternoon. Uh, felt like the Lord was with us this morning at Lebanon, and I trust here this, uh, this morning with you as well. I love coming to the house of God. They say it's the most wonderful time of the year, this part of the season. And I'm telling you, <clears throat> Sundays is the most wonderful time of the week. You get to join together with the saints of God to be rub elbows, sit together, sing songs of Zion. It truly is the most wonderful day of the week. We know how Mondays are, you know, two for Tuesdays. They come up with all kinds of names, but nothing replaces Sunday. It truly doesn't. To have the opportunity to be together, to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. In Psalms 95, <clears throat> I want to open up this afternoon. It says, <clears throat> O come, let us sing unto the Lord. That's what we come to do on Sundays. We come. The Father always, uh, Jesus always went about saying, come and follow me. He told him, uh, he said, come and dine. Can you imagine Jesus telling you to come and dine? To taste the goodness of the Lord. He says, oh, come. Let us sing. That's what we're to do. I love singing. I love that about the Primitive Baptist Church. We get to sing a cappella. He's given us vocal cords that we can sing unto the Lord. You know, the Lord didn't have to bless us to be able to talk. You understand that. You know, we could sign language. We could find out ways to communicate. But the Lord has given us a voice. And we're to come to the house of God. We're to come and sing praises unto the Lord. It says, let us make a joyful noise to what? The rock of our salvation. You know why it's a joyful noise? Because you, when you understand the rock who is your salvation. He is the rock of our salvation. He is something steady we can depend on, something steady we can put our feet on, on solid ground. And that's the rock of our salvation. That's why it's a joyful noise. You know, we, we, uh, we're exhorted to make melody in our hearts unto the Lord. You know, it's not always joyful to the ear. <laughs> this morning, whoo, it was a struggle over there. About 10 people trying to <laughs> communicate unto the Lord. But when it's to the Lord, it's a joyful noise. You know, joy is a part of fruit of the Spirit. Only to have true joy of Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. That's true joy, and that's the fruit of the Spirit. We can sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord. It can be a joyful noise when the Lord is involved. That's why we can come together. He says, come. We're going to come on Sunday morning and sing unto the Lord, making a joyful noise. You know, the sound of the true gospel is a joyful noise. When you hear it, it should bring joy to our heart on the finished work of Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation. That's why it can be a joyous sound. When you hear something that doesn't, so, doesn't sound too good and works is involved, that's not a joyful sound. That's a terrifying sound. That's a sound I just don't like to hear. But we can come. Come and follow me. Come and dine with the master. Good things will happen. You know, in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, you know, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He must believe that he is our total uh, you know, salvation from start to finish, from finish to start. He's all of our salvation. He is the rock of our salvation. It's solid. It does not change. It cannot be penetrated. Jesus, it deserves it's a joyful sound. I love to hear the finished work of Jesus Christ. It brings joy to my heart when I can look to the rock 
of my salvation. He says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. We can come into the presence of an almighty God. You know, when it talks about the Lord, it talks about his attributes in the word of God. It never says, you know, merciful, merciful, merciful. Okay, it doesn't say, you know, gracious, gracious, gracious. It says, holy, holy, holy. The rock of our salvation. He is holy. We are but the dust of the earth. Nothing but worms in the sight of a holy God. That's why they say, holy, holy, holy. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're holy, holy, holy. How can man be just with an almighty God? Well, he is, when he died on the cross and paid for our salvation, he rent the veil. And we can come to the throne of grace with thanksgiving. It's a joyful noise. It brings joy to the heart of the sinner. Joy, I'm telling you. Let us come before his presence. Can you imagine coming in the presence of an almighty God, a holy, holy, holy God? Well, we can do that. He's telling you, come. We need to come together. We need to come together as the sheep of his pasture. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. You know, men have wrote many songs. <laughs> You know, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. It's amazing grace. But we can go to the word of God, the preserved word of God that he's preserved from us from the time it was written up to this very day. And we can go to it and we can sing psalms out of it. Psalms are great. They're wonderful. God has given us everything we stand in need of to praise him, to sing joyfully. Joy, I'm telling you, for the Lord is a great God. A great king above all gods. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He's a great God. He's got a great salvation. A salvation that cannot be matched. He saved sinners who Paul was the chief of. Paul saw, saw himself as the chief of sinners. How can he do it? It's grace. It's grace that saved the thief on the cross. The thief never went to the, to the Lord. He was a thief all his life. And something happened on the cross that day. He, it was a great day. He said, how can that be a great day? How can it be a great day? He's about to die on the cross because he heard the voice of the Son of God. My sheep hear my voice. That's grace. That's too much grace for a lot of people. I'm telling you, it's not too much grace for me. Want too much grace for the thief on the cross. I'm telling you, yes. Grace, grace, and more grace. I told you before, my papa said, whip it on me. <laughs> whip it on me when you hear something good. When I eat something good, whip it on me. I'm telling you, we can make a joyful noise when we understand who the rock of our salvation is. We can come together and sing praises to the Almighty. We can sing psalms of joy. This is the time of the season when we can sing. We can make joy, make melody in our hearts. You can't make melody in your hearts. You make melody in your vocal cords. But you can make melody in your hearts to the Lord because he has given us that joyful sound. The joyful news, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. He's paid for it all. He became poor that we may be rich. That's the rock of our salvation. In case, you, you know, the stuff out here in this world changes daily and things move and sway. And we need to know where we are to build, you know, build upon. And that's the rock of our salvation. I'm telling you, you cannot go wrong. It ought to bring, when we come together, let's make that joyful noise. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. That's the proper position to come before his presence with thanksgiving. We're to go low. We're to bow down up before a holy, holy, holy God. Give him the reverence that he so deserves. He's telling us to come and sing, to come and worship. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Who is our maker? Naturally, it's the Lord. 
who is our maker spiritually, is the Lord. It's the rock of our salvation. That's what brings joy to the sinner's heart. He knows there's nothing inside of him to deserve the, the love and power of God Almighty. You understand that? You know, there's two, they say there's two types of sinners, the ones who know it and the ones who don't know it. For he is our, God, he is our maker. It lets me know that in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He is our maker. He is the maker of everything you see. He is our maker of us naturally, and we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He is our maker. That brings joy to my heart. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture. You know, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. There's never been a burnt pasture in God's pasture. When he takes care of his sheep, he gives them the good stuff. <laughs> you know, the, the children of Israel, it goes down on this and how they provoked the Lord. And they were 40 years out on the wilderness, but yet they had shoes on their feet and clothes on their back. The Lord still provided for them, even though they were away from God. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We've left God before I've left God. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you just, you know, riding high all the time. I'm telling you, he still took care of them. He gave them shoes that wouldn't wear out and clothes. He, he's always taken care of. You know, he took care of Adam and Eve when they tried to make, you know, <laughs> cover themselves up and he made sacrifice and covered them up. He took care of them. <laughs> they did exactly what they were not supposed to do, but yet he still took care of them. He's a good God, a great God. That's what we just read, a great God, a king of all gods. There's a God of finance. There's a God of jobs. There's a, you can make gods out of anything here in this life, but he is the God of gods and that uh, gods is a little G because that's all they are. They're worth nothing. They'll let you down. But he's a great God above all gods. He is our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. Today, if you will hear his voice. You know what that tells me? That means I may not hear his voice. If I'm tuned in and I'm a diligent seeker on things, not into the Lord, it says, but today, if you will hear his voice. Today. I want to just wrap up this afternoon with a story about two rich people found over in the uh, book of Luke about a rich young ruler that came to Jesus. They, both of these men came to Jesus. In Luke chapter 18, it talks about the rich young ruler coming to Jesus, asking him a great question. You know, in chapter 19, it goes into the story of Zacchaeus, another rich man, but he was a publican. Okay, the, the uh, disciples looked at this rich young ruler coming to Jesus and Jesus tells him, you know, if he can't be saved, then who can be saved? Okay, but I want you to see how, how they approach Jesus and what the outcome is. I just wanted to do a little parallel this afternoon. Um, you know, verse 18 of, it says, a certain ruler asked him, uh, saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? It goes on down, he says, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, and he goes through the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. He's going, he's saying, I've, I've crossed all my T's, I've dotted all my I's, I'm doing the things that I stand in need of, but there was something missing. You know, Zacchaeus is going to come to him, and there's something missing. You know, the Lord had already touched both of these young men's life. You know, it don't matter where the Lord is. When the Lord comes, he, like he came to the woman, the Samaritan at the Jacob's well, 
the Lord comes to his people, and some people he don't come directly to, but he comes by the voice of the Son of God. My sheep hear my voice. No matter where they're at around this, this world, the Lord comes to them. He'll come to every single one of his sheep before they leave, leave this world, as he did the thief on the cross at about an hour, as he did Paul. On the, you know, If I told you there was some guy out here ready to throw you in jail, and you know, like the apostle you know, Saul of Tarsus was, I'd be like, hey, we're going to go to your house, Brother Rick, and we're going to meet because... This is a lunatic out here putting people away. There's no sinner too vile that the Lord can't touch. Strike you down like you did sometime between your conception and death. You wouldn't be here this afternoon if the Lord hadn't touched your heart. I'm telling you, we can come with a joyful notice knowing who the rock of our salvation was. Here this uh, rich young ruler, he, he didn't know who the rock of his salvation was. He was sitting there talking to him, asking him what he could do, what the Lord has already done for him. Okay, turn over to chapter 19. It says, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. He just got through dealing with a couple of blind men and healed them. And he's going through Jericho. And he, he says, he's going through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was called among, <clears throat> which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. It doesn't tell us how he got those riches. But let me tell you, the publicans you know, took taxes, and they were extorting people, and they, they had a lot of bad, a bad reputation. You know, certain occupations that are out here in this world will bring about, about a bad reputation, <laughs> and the publicans were looked down on. I don't know anybody today that really likes tax collectors to begin with, <laughs> but certainly not in this day. They abused their power. They had, I'm sure there were some good ones like Levi, there were some uh, other ones, but clearly, you know, to be a publican, you were looked down upon. As a sinner, as we're, we're fixing to see, you know, they looked at the rich young ruler and like, how can't he be saved? He's got riches. He's got, he's a ruler. You know, what's the difference here? What's going on? Well, I'm telling you, Zacchaeus was not looked good upon. He was a chief among the publicans. I mean, he was the head dog, the CEO of these guys going around. And uh, it was not good. To be a publican was not good in the community or the, you know, their site. But the Lord has his children among all the people. He's got children out of every tongue, nation, and people around the globe. No matter what the occupation is, he knows who his sheep are. And he's had to be touched because we're fixing to find out. He says he, he says he sought to see Jesus, who he was. You know, they took Jesus on the boat that one time, how he was. Zacchaeus, something had happened. You know, Zacchaeus was going along as the chief among publicans. He had gained much wealth. He says he was rich. But something wanted him to see Jesus. Sometime in your earthly experience, you wanted to see Jesus a little better. I'm telling you, well, we could, it's amazing that when you hear the joyful noise for the first time, you can sing praises to the Lord. You can sing praises to our maker, the rock of our salvation. That's the gospel. He is the rock. His work is perfect. He's the rock of our salvation. He says he sought to see Jesus. I come on Sunday mornings to sing praises, but I come to see Jesus. <laughs> I love to see y'all, but I come to see Jesus. Good things happen when you get to see Jesus a little clearer. There's so much that goes on in our life that just you know, blurs our vision. So much stuff that gets in the way, we can't no longer see Jesus like we ought to. Like we, we should. But when you get a clear vision of the rock of your salvation where your salvation truly comes from, then you can see Jesus. You can see him as he was.
Zacchaeus had a heart. He had a heart transplant, and he had a heart to want to see this Jesus as he passed through Jericho. See, Jesus already knew where he was, just like he told Nathaniel, he saw, saw you under the fig tree. Jesus knows where you're at. You, you may not be able to see him, but he sees you. He sees you right where you were. He says he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press. There was a large amount of people following him for the miracles and everything that Jesus done. A lot of people came, came to see him for different reasons, but Zacchaeus wanted to see who he was. This man, Jesus, he had a heart that had been turned from a stony heart to a heart of flesh to even have the desire to want to see Jesus, the rock of his salvation. He's going to find out who, where his rock of his salvation was what, <clears throat> when he comes to his house later that day. It was a glorious day. Remember today, if you'll hear his voice? Well, I'm telling you, Zacchaeus is fixing to hear his voice. He heard it in, the, in salvation and regeneration. And he's fixing to hear the audible voice when he comes and dines with it. Come and dine. He says, come down, Zacchaeus. Listen to it. Let's read on. He said he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was of little stature, a little Zacchaeus. You know, when we see ourselves a little lower, we can see Jesus a little higher. Even though he was low in stature, I'm telling you, when you can see yourself, I don't care if you're <laughs> how tall you are, when we come to worship him and we bow down, that's when we can see Jesus. When we become little like Zacchaeus, and we get a little bit higher, we can see the rock of our salvation. It says he was of little stature. He wasn't of little stature, probably among, chief among the, the publicans, right? <laughs> he probably ruled and reigned those guys going around and doing these things. He says, and he ran before, you know, the politicians and men of great Wealth or whatever usually didn't run, you know. You don't see you don't see that today. You don't see that kind of anywhere. But especially a Jewish, not back then. He says he ran before he he was in a hurry, you know. He didn't want to mess out. And that needs to be our when we get up in the morning. I don't want to mess out when I see the Lord. You know, when the Lord walked upon the water, he they thought he was a you know it was a ghost or you know it was a spirit. And he almost passed by if they didn't get him. You know, how many times did the Lord pass by when we didn't see him? We could have saw him. <laughs> he passed by. We were too busy diligently seeking other things for the joy. When you see him as the rock of your salvation, you can see him. I'm telling you, it brings great joy to the soul, to the heart. And he says, he ran before and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him. The sycamore trees were big. It had to be big to get him. He says, for he was, he was to pass that way. See, he, when he passed that way, it says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. And Jesus wasn't surprised. He didn't look up and say, whoa, Zacchaeus, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> no, he didn't. Do, he knew exactly where Zacchaeus was. He looked up. And I'm telling you, that must have been joyous. Not only did he see Jesus, but Jesus saw him. Jesus saw him in the covenant of grace before time ever began when God the Father gave him to him before time ever began. Now as Jesus is passing by on Jericho, Zacchaeus had the heart, which we all should have, to want to see Jesus a little clearer. And we need to run before. We need to get up. Jesus is going to tell him to come. Remember what we talked about earlier? Come together. He's, he tells Zacchaeus, he says, come down. Come down, Zacchaeus. Today I'm going to be with you in your house. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Ooh, when somebody wants to come into my house, it's, a, it's an ordeal. I'm telling you, things ain't always uh, 
straight, but the Savior, he says, I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to dine with you. Good things. Today, if you'll hear his voice, he heard the voice. He's, what did he say? He, said, he received him joyfully. It was a joy. He received him with joy. He couldn't do that if he wasn't already born of the Spirit of God because it's not true joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It says he received him joyfully. It was going to be a good day. All he wanted to do was get a little sight, get a little vision at the rock of his salvation. And he got it. He says, today I'm coming home. He said, come down. He made haste and received him joyfully. When you receive joy as the rock of your salvation, as your personal Savior, you know, salvation, you know, justification by faith, when you realize that the Lord came down and paid for your sins, and he is the rock of your salvation, you can come to the house of God, you can make a joyful noise, to hear the joyful noise of the gospel of your salvation. Why? Because he is the rock. I'm telling you, there's nothing better that you can stand upon to know and understand that blessed is he whom thou chooses who has caused you to approach unto him he he has already called Zacchaeus that gave him the heart to go want to go see him get up there in the sycamore tree look down Jesus looked up said come on down I'm going home with you today I want Jesus to come home with me today there are a lot of people I, that I like more than I like when Jesus holds my hand he said I'm going home with you today I'm going to get up with you in the morning, and I'm going to fight your battle story. He told Joshua, he said, don't go to the right, go to the left. I'm going with you in the battle. Stick to the script. It's like I like to call it the scriptures. <laughs> That's what we need to go to. And he says, and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, they, they always did. They didn't like it. They thought Zacchaeus was one of the bad guys. You know, we think about lawyers and all these different trades. They're like, oh, they put them all in one big lump. Well, they put the chief. In that, in that lump, and they did not like it. They never did like when Jesus, he said that he ate with sinners. I'm telling you, I'm a sinner, and thank God he like goes home with me. He says, come and die when you can taste the goodness. It brings joy, brings true joy to your heart. Joy about the permanent Baptist. They understand who the rock of our salvation is. Why he blessed me to be a primitive Baptist but I'm thankful to know I can make a joyful noise because I understand. He has given me the understanding to know who the rock of my salvation is. And he's going to let Zacchaeus know that all Zacchaeus wanted to do was see who he was. See this man, Jesus. He's good. Be a diligent seeker. Who's more of a diligent seeker? This rich young Lord just wants to do it his way? Or Zacchaeus? See what happens to him. What ends up happening Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, or go to verse 7, and when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man who was a sinner. Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor, and I have taken anything from any man by false accusation. I restore to him fourfold. You know, back in the Old Testament, if you stole something, you have to pay it back fourfold, four or fivefold. And see, somebody who's not been born of the Spirit doesn't feel any kind of condemnation for the sins of their soul. They just don't do it. They enjoy going out sinning. There's no condemnation that they feel. Only one that's been touched by the hand of God can look to itself like Zacchaeus. He's, he's distraught. He feels condemnation for anything he might have done. He didn't say that he, he did all these things, but he felt in his heart if there was anybody that he had, by false accusation, 
He says, I restored to him fourfold. And Jesus said to him, this day is salvation. Come to thy house. Salvation is a deliverance. You understand? When it talks about salvation in the there's eternal salvation and there's a timely deliverance, a timely salvation that we preach. Here's a timely salvation. He understood who he was and who had came to his house. And Jesus proclaimed it. Salvation has come to this house today. Today, if you'll hear his voice, he told him, I'm telling you, what a glorious day. He just wanted to see Jesus and Jesus came to the house. He wanted to see who the rock of his salvation was. His salvation come home with Zacchaeus. I'm telling you. What a difference between these two. I wouldn't have felt so bad. You know, it talks about the publican and the going up and praying. And one said, I'm a sinner and smote himself on the breast. Said, Lord, have mercy upon me. It talks about that being Zacchaeus. But it doesn't matter. I understand where Zacchaeus been. I've been where Zacchaeus at. Sometimes I've wanted to see him. Sometimes I'm thinking I'm doing everything right like the rich young ruler and Whatever, however you want to put yourself into, but I'm telling you, Zacchaeus just wanted a little sight. We can come together, come and dine. You know, he told us in Matthew 11:28, "Come and follow." You know, those who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. There's a rest when you understand who the rock is. There's a rest. You can put down your works. The work's been done. The work has been done. Two thousand years ago, when he laid down his life, when he rose victorious for our justification. It just proved who the rock of our salvation was. When he rose the third day, <laughs> there it is, <laughs> the solid rock on whom we stand. Thank you.